This episode of the Sunspots Comics Podcast is brought to you by our brand new sponsor, Cryptid Zoo. Cryptid Zoo is a t-shirt line uniquely infused with augmented reality and inspired by cryptozoology figures like Bigfoot. It is designed by artist and owner Julian Meyer, and check out the amazing unique shirt designs at cryptidzoo.com. And don't forget to use the promo code SUNSPOTSCOMICS and you will get 25% off your shirts. Again, that's www.cryptidzoo.com. If you're looking for a place where your love is shared the same For the stories where the hero saves the girl somehow Where love no further friends, the adventure never ends We will save the world somehow In Sunspots Comics Town Hey everybody, welcome! You are listening to the Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue number 98, covering all the comic books that I inserted into my brain that came out on Wednesday, New Comic Book Day, March 15th. And this particular podcast is a culinary cabaret of tasty comic book goodness. I am your comic book loving host, Chris Latori, and we also have a special guest joining us, my sidekick, my fighter, my so my co-fighter in crime, my son, Justin Jables Latori. Thank you for joining us, Jables! Yo, what's up? First time over Skype. It's weird. Skype. Yeah, it's strange. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you for joining us, Jables. I appreciate it. We're going to have some fun, so you're in. For, you're going to be in for just a tasty treat coming up. But here on the Sunspots Comics Podcast, I give you an amazing list of comic books to read every single week. And thank you for reading them all, Justin, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> no problem, man. I can tell it you. It was fun. It was fun, right? Yeah. I can tell Very you, fun. I can tell you enjoyed them by your ranking. Yeah, I, I mean, um, I was sort of glad that a lot of them were not, like, high-numbered comics, you know? So yes. I was able to catch up in a way, at least to, to, to binge read some comics as I put on Twitter last night. Yeah. Yes. Well, I guess Invincible, that was the only one, but uh, we'll talk about that later. But please subscribe to our podcast. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Xbox Live at Sunspots Comics. Check out our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Lat. And it's just a couple of things there, but it's growing slowly. And just maybe you're brand new to comics, you're not sure what to get, right? It's difficult. There's a lot of things to buy. Then our podcast, definitely Sunspots Comics Podcast, is for you. Or maybe you've just been reading since water was formed on Earth. And you're just, you know, (laughs) not quite sure where to spend your time or money. Well, then the Sunspots Comics Podcast is definitely for you. So tell a friend. Tell someone you know. Tell a neighbor. Tell someone you love. (laughs) And also, a quick couple of thank yous. Nick Papa George for making our amazing Sunspots Comics theme song. It's good, right, Jables? Yeah. Yeah. I need to go see him live again. Yes, I would love to see Solution live. But please check out his stuff on Facebook.com slash Nicholas Dell Music or Facebook.com slash Solution the Band. Yeah, and they're good they're good stuff, right? We've seen them live, both of us. Yeah, we've seen I need to go see him again, man, because you know he's not just like our friend. He's like my uncle almost, you know? Yeah. He's family. So, hey, Nick, yeah. how you doing, bud? Hope you're listening and hope all is well with you and your band Solution. And also, thank you, Justin. Thank you, Jables, for always doing our Sunspots Comics blog. I know you've got stuff coming out soon, but please follow it yeah. on blog.sunspotscomics.com. And, of course, follow Jables where? At Just Sunspots, all lowercase on everything. 
Thanks for, thanks for changing your name, by the way, to be affiliated with the Sunspots Comics Podcast. I, I, I really respect that. Thank you. Yeah, you know, I gotta, I gotta put the brand on the, on everything, you know. So appreciate it, man. Putting your stamp on it. Um, <laughs> so I know you're probably your next blog. I'm just guessing, and my brain's gonna be on the Logan movie review, right? I'm guessing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, good. I'm, I'm waiting to go see it again for the second time. Sort of waiting for you to tell me when you want to go. Um, but uh, yeah, I want to go see it again <laughs> for the second time before I write it because. Uh, it's uh, I mean, between me and you, we've had a couple conversations. It's, it's not like clear cut amazing, you know what I mean? So I gotta kind of yeah, I kind I kind of have to analyze it a little bit more. So yeah, yeah, so that's coming up. And then uh, I'm currently watching Iron Fist, so we'll, we'll get, into, get that. into that. Yep. And uh, also, just a quick announcement reminder of the free comic books that I'm giving out on Instagram. Yes, little free Marvel. Uh, digital codes that you can download to marvel.com slash redeem to get a free comic book. I've just been having a lot of fun and getting some great positive feedback on giving away free digital comic books. So here is one right now. Are you ready? So get ready. Get your pencils down. Here we go. I'm giving I away. I won't doubt this. I swear to you. You, you won't what? I'm not going to do it. It's uh, hands are off my phone. You guys get this. All the fans. I don't get priority for this. So. <laughs> Sadly. Sadly. Well, hey, I'll hook you up. Don't worry. But um, here you go. So this is Black Widow issue number five. This is written by the master Mark Wade and art by amazing art by Chris Samney. And it's got uh, it's she's got red in her ledger. There's the uh, this insane new villain called the Weeping Lion who actually does cry. It's this guy that has some sort of tear duck problem. And it reminds me of the old James Bond villain where his, his, his remember that and the blood kind of would always run down his cheek. His yeah. eyes would bleed blood. But a uh, weeping lion, it's got it's got BW's past coming back to haunt her with the red room. I mean, it's just good stuff. So it's issue number five, one of my favorites. The art is amazing. So here is the code, so tune in. Listen now. It is, and I'll go through. It's four, F is in Frank, V is in Victor, M is in Mary, C is in Charlie, three, I is in Indigo, E is in Edward, V is in Victor, A is in Apple, W is in Water, and one. So really fast, flash style. Here we go. Four F V M C three I E V A W one. So go get it. Good luck. There's a free comic book for you listeners just for listening. So thank you. Just a little something back at you. It's pretty cool, right, James? Yeah. I knew. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I know you get a lot of those codes, so it's like, you know, might as well give them away. I know, and I never use them. I prefer paper comics, so there you go. And I will be posting more on Instagram, of course, at Sunspots Comics, just giving free comic books out to you, the people, and the listeners. And thank you for following us, and thank you for listening. So there you go, just a little something. So come and get it. Go get it. And it's first come, first serve, only one winner. So grab that code. Go to marvel.com slash redeem. So let's get into it, bud. Let's go into the Sunspots Comics podcast, issue number 98, with, ring the sound effect, some stuff floating around in our nerd brains i'll let you go first justin since you're since you're nice enough to be here as a guest what's the first thing rolling around in your nerd lobes well uh i recently just finished the old man logan storyline um so yeah that was uh the mark miller you know it was freaking nuts i i never read it i remember because i don't know when it came out i was 12 or 11 i wasn't completely into comic books yet so I read it from, you know, cover to cover, and I finished it in, like, an hour and a half. Like, it was ridiculous. <laughs> I, I couldn't put it down. Um, but, yeah, it was the first time I read that. It was it was amazing. I mean, it's epic, right? The landscape of it, the, the I mean, the Hulk family, right? And the yeah. whole drama there. It was, so, it was so deep, you know what I mean? And I was so surprised that, like, 
I got sucked into this, you know, sort of off-world what-if story, you know. So it was it was interesting to to kind of see that um, play out, you know what I mean? Because I, I I didn't know what to expect. I just remembered you telling me Hawkeye's in it and all this kind of stuff. And so when I read it, it was just like phenomenal, and I I couldn't stop reading it and brutal and like oh it was just great. And I and I mean, see, I I, I read this after I saw Logan. So it was, it was a little, I was a little like, damn, like, I wish they would have done this movie. Yes. But at the same time, like, I look at Logan in a different light. So, I mean, we'll, we'll talk, we'll talk Logan after I see it a second time. But, uh. you know what I mean? So it, it was, it was, uh, it was fantastic. I, I'd say it's probably one of the, my favorite storylines ever. Just yeah. Because it's how it's awesome epic. It Right, it's risky. I mean, he took some chances. I mean, he killed the entire Marvel universe basically, and <laughs> it just really kind of flipped the genre on its head and did some, some just some things that have never been done anywhere else. Oh yeah, I I, I heard somewhere that it was supposed to be like like um, an actual ongoing title, like it was supposed to go on the Wolverine title when, when he wrote this. And then yeah. they were like, oh, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like, this is too way out there. Yeah. But it's like, almost like that, that could not be done anywhere but comics, really. Yeah. Like, really? I mean, oh, yeah, just... you, can't, you can't really do that on TV. You can't really do that on movies. It's, it's uh, They're all too bogged down by continuity right now. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, maybe not the X-Men, but, um, you know what I mean? Like, it, 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 it just would only be able to occur... In a book, you know yeah. what I mean. In a comic book, uh, I, I'm a little surprised Marvel put this out because they're not so, you know, heavy duty with blood and you know guts and stuff. And this is definitely one of their more brutal comic books ever. You know yeah, what I mean? It was like writing the uh, the Marvel Zombies series and taking that <laughs> little edgierness, and then yeah. then boom, that came out, and it was like it just sort of made sense and it went along with that, but. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it was uh, ahead of its time and something definitely different from Marvel. But they were—I remember them kind of struggling at that time. They needed something to kind of kick the, you know, kick the fires, and that worked just really well. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I don't want to give a grade out or anything, but yeah, it's it's definitely it's it's, it's up there. Yeah. On my list, like it's like you know, first or second, I'd have to say like in my rankings of storylines. Yeah, yeah, it's still very memorable for me, and I'll pop. That's a reread for me, and that's yeah. rare, very rare. But uh, next thing on my nerd brain is WonderCon. It's like right around the corner, March 31st to April 2nd. This year it's in Anaheim. And I mean, they have a star-studded cast uh, lined up, just all the top-notch creators of comics. So I won't go all into them, but I mean, Mark Wade's going to be there. I mean, to list just one off the top of my head, who is the writer of Black Widow number 5 that I just gave away for free. And a ton of others to name some. And just go to comic uh, www.comic-con.org slash wca but uh coming up very soon and it's at the anaheim convention center this year i will be there uh hope to see you come by and say hello but uh, that's WonderCon. that's right up so what's next on your nerd brain jables what else you got in there um well <laughs> I, I recently just for for the show i, I guess I, I reread invincible so yes. I, I not reread but i mean I, I had to catch up because i was behind a couple issues i was behind i think five or six issues not bad. So, You're in the yeah, it took, me, it took me, you know, a day to, to do it. But, uh, man, I missed the storyline. I don't right. remember how much I missed it. So, yeah, I mean, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Invincible, so I'm not going to get into it. So Yes. Um, yeah, it was just I, – I, you're talking about WonderCon. I, I really, really now 
I want a sketch by Mark or uh, Ryan Otley. Yes. And so uh, I, I I don't know how I, he's never at any of the cons. So I no, mean, I, he's like an East Coaster, and so he rarely comes out this direction. But uh, yeah, maybe we should make a trip. Maybe we'll go to like New York Comic Con next year or something. Or yeah, this year. that'd be awesome. Yeah, but he I, I bought his sketchbook. It's amazing. Like yeah. his art's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, I need that's to a good get, pitch. I need to get a that's that says something that Invincible the comics on your nerd brain over other things. So I definitely hold <laughs> yeah. that in high regard. <laughs> yeah, well, I, mean, I, I, I just I, I read I don't know maybe two issues back from the current one we're gonna be reviewing today. Uh, like I legitimately like was audibly gasping and like like yelling <laughs> as I was flipping through page. It was nuts. I was so <laughs> excited to read that and like when I don't it, it just felt to me like. Going back to my childhood, because I started reading this when I was like, I don't know, 15, I know. 16. I was, like, I was pushing it in your face. No, you were like 12. I was like, <laughs> I was like, this is for you. It's yeah, crazy it's, it's been around that long. <laughs> yeah, I know. And you said it's coming to an end, so it's kind of it's making me sad as I read everyone. So. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. I'm so with you, making me sad too. Well, next thing on my brain is Samurai Jack Season 5. Have you seen it yet? I haven't, no. Um, I'm trying to catch up. I mean, I know it's not really like a heavy continuity show you can kind of jump in whatever but uh i i do want to like rewatch what is it season four before i get back in there yeah good. I, I haven't seen that one so good to jump but, uh, in but yeah you don't there really isn't any continuity needed because he's you know trapped in this crazy future still trying to find aku and and return to his past and um it's definitely a little heavier in nature in that he's like sort of haunted by visions of his family that's that's dead telling him that he's failed like he i was i was a little like uh affected by that i was like oh my gosh because you know it's like his parents saying you failed us and he has this vision of them and he can't get over that so he's definitely he hasn't aged which he even makes comment on that but i mean it's uh it's definitely kicked the intensity up to a level that you don't see on seasons one through four yeah so you think uh, they're gonna you think they're gonna end it yes you know, i know what, you're what i know I you're Stressing like oh like all good things need an ending like yes you know so you as think a, they're gonna actually end it yes as a person attempting to be a writer myself I do believe that that really good stories actually need a true ending and that's what uh, Gendy Tartakovsky has said he's going to do that five is it like it's over it's it's done and so uh, we'll see if that really happens you know if, I'm sure if ratings or something goes nuts and there's another demand for it it could stretch it out but I he said he's written it to an actual completion and ending. Nice, good. I mean, you know, you don't want to milk it too much. You know what I mean? Like, it's 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 a good show, and you know what I mean. But like, you could spin it off. You know, there's characters, and you could spin off shows for. You know what I mean? So, don't milk it too much. Is is my only kind of complaint. And so, if they they do it right, they give it a proper ending, send him off, or I don't know, kill him or something. You know what I mean? I think I'd be happy with that. I agree. I think I've burned that into your brain enough times saying that real stories do need an actual end. <laughs> you being yeah. a writer and studying writing yourself. Oh, yeah. Yep. Well, what else? What's next? Uh, we'll go just one for one. What's on, what else you got in your in your nerd brain? Um, I would have to say Iron Fist. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I just started watching it. I think I'm four episodes in. Um, Man, I, I, I mean, it, it got panned. It got destroyed with bad ratings. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, I looked on Rotten Tomatoes before I started watching episode three, and it got a sixteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. What? That. Wow. But an eighty-seven on the on the you know public uh, the the you know the, the watchers 
thing. You know what I mean? The one it has next to it. I don't know. The audience, the actual audience. Yeah, the audience. Yeah. yeah. You got an 87 on there. So, I mean, huh. I, I don't know. I, I It bugs me that it's got so low ratings because I, I watch it and I don't see it that bad. And, I, and maybe it's because I know that it's supposed to be like a Chinese kung fu B movie. You know what I mean? Huh. That's how it's supposed to be. And that's how Iron Fist was always, you know, written and stuff. So, I don't know. I, it's on my nerd brain because of the reviews and because I like it. You know what I mean? I, I haven't complained about it yet. And so I, I think mostly I don't watch the Netflix shows, the Netflix Marvel shows because of the continuity, because of, you know, I don't know, like because of what's going to come next. I watch it because I, I like to watch Marvel stuff. You know what I mean? Like it's not yeah. like a, I think the expectations, I put this on Twitter too. I think the expectations of this show is what made people so disappointed in it. You know what I mean? They all think it's going to be this amazing Marvel piece and da, da 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 And then it comes out and it's just, you know, it's all right. You know what I mean? They pan it for it because it's just all right. And, you know, it kind of pisses me off. But at the same time, I'm going to put my opinion in it. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to finish it. And I'll put a blog up for that. I uh, couldn't uh, disagree with uh, the critics uh, any more than this. Uh, I, I agree with the audience rating, honestly. Yeah. But critics and the teens, ridiculous. Because I think uh, you're right about the expectations as well. I didn't have high expectations on this because of, of my sort of expecting it to be just a sort of fun, kung fu-y kind of movie and, and, and have a different feel than the others. And honestly, sometimes the others got a little too serious without, you know, I mean, with... with you know, Luke Cage being a little slow and serious. I think that Netflix always starts out very slow, right? The first two or three yeah. episodes. This didn't yeah. feel that way to me. I, we watched three episodes last night back to back. Yeah, it was, you know, I, I told you um, last night uh, when, when you started watching, I was like, you know, watch the first two together. Don't don't let there be time between it because the first two, I feel, should have been written into one. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, was, it was very diluted and, and long, but, you know, if they would have shorten that and condensed it and netflix has had a problem with that since daredevil season one is their seasons are too long or their episodes are too long and, and slow. people are losing it you know what i mean so i feel like if they condensed it a little bit more that episode would have been awesome that's why i told you to watch one and two and i, I liked it a lot i and felt so i felt it was already condensed i really did i thought it paced really well it was an interesting sort of mysterious story that moved really quickly i thought I was expecting a very kind of slow burn and like around episode seven, it would kind of pick up this, this already Luke for Cage, me was it Luke Cage, Luke Cage pissed me off in that, that sense. I was, <laughs> I was very like interested. And then I just sort of like, eh, whatever. And then it finally picked up and I was like, all right, like here we are. Like finally. Yeah. Like around seven, this didn't take that long. So I'm definitely on board with this. I really enjoyed it. I am in. I'm, I'm just, yeah, I'm, 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 I think I'm more excited, not just because it's Marvel, but, I'm excited to see some crazy awesome action scenes. You know what I mean? I know I know um, Iron Fist is supposed to be like this crazy hand-to-hand fighter, so I, I think that's what I'm more excited about is to see what Netflix, because all their fighting scenes have been freaking amazing. I'm just excited to see what they're going to be able to do with Danny Rand and yes. him being the super expert martial artist. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm excited about. But yeah. Yes, me being a big Kung Fu fan, I'm just happy to see Kung Fu. And, you know, in Marvel style in a Netflix series, because, you know, we had Luke Cage just heavy punching only every 
third yeah. episode with heavy punching. You had Daredevil <laughs> just punches a lot, right? Constantly punches. <laughs> and you have this. He actually has, you know, flying kicks. And he's, you put Wing Chun in there. And there's Gung Fu. It's like it's it's just a mixture of martial arts. And it's it's just, just nice to see Kung Fu on the screen. I, just, yeah. I miss it. <laughs> yeah. Definitely, I'm excited. We'll, we'll we'll come back and review the yes. whole series once it's done. But Iron Fist, Iron Fist, Iron Fist, watch it, people. It's worth it. Yeah. And don't listen to Netflix, uh, the critics. Listen to the audience. Eighty something is right. Yeah, I yeah, agree. go watch it. Yes. So uh, I next for me, I've actually uh, there's a passing of someone, an icon, a legend in comic books. Uh, it's Bernie Wrightson. Uh, he's just well known, of course, for co-creating Swamp Thing with Len Wein. And remember when uh, I interviewed Len Wein on a previous podcast? Remember that? Yeah, that was, that was nuts, man. That, yeah, you, I remember we ran into him. Yeah. Uh, and remember he was shopping for a Swamp Thing toy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, hey, Len, uh, thank you. And you're an icon. I'm glad you're still with us. But, yeah, we lost Bernie Wrightson, co-creator of Swamp Thing. And uh, go back if you want to listen to me interview Len Wein on a previous podcast. It was pretty cool. It's in the feed there. But, I mean, he's credited for for art on so many numerous DC and Marvel titles over the years. I was just looking at his Wikipedia and, like, holy mackerel. He's done everything from Batman. He's done a lot of monster type, uh, type of stuff as well. And his art style is very shadowed, uh, just very iconic and silhouette-like, very creepy, very dark. Um, he's just influenced so many people, so many artists in his time and now. So, I mean, I just wanted to give... Oh, a fun fact for you, Justin, that I thought you might enjoy about him. He actually did the, the like storyboard art for the Reavers in the in this in the oh. Serenity movie, so he's really? sort of responsible for the look of the Reavers in Serenity. Wow, that's nuts! Right, I love that movie. So it's gonna make me look at it a little bit different. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, he's the one that kind of came up with the look of the Reavers. So I thought very cool. But our hearts and uh, minds go out to his family. Our condolences to his family of of Bernie Wrightson. Thank you for always just bringing your wonderful, beautiful art to all of our nerd hearts. <laughs> and you'll be missed, and thank you. So I wanted to give uh, just a little special nod to a legend, an icon in comics, Bernie Wrightson, that we, we are sad that of his passing. So what do you got next in your brain? I think that's uh, uh, almost... That's it. That's, that's it? That's you, I really brought. <laughs> last one for me, just a quick mention, is Beauty and the Beast. Uh, we saw it this weekend, yesterday... Uh, I was really surprised and amazed. You know, I'm not a big fan of musicals, um, unless they're animated, <laughs> right? And this yeah. delivered. It also did some of its own unique type things, which I won't spoil because you haven't seen it yet, Jable Saw. Yeah, I gotta go see that. I'm seeing it on Thursday. Excellent. It stands alone, but it's very much uh, just a, a, a great homage to the animated feature, which, I mean, really was, was darn near perfection in my in my eyes. But uh, really, really super enjoyed that. But uh the last thing on my nerd brain is actually that I'm writing a comic book called Zombie Destroyers. Yes. <laughs> I'm doing the writing, the coloring, the lettering. Of course, my buddy Jordan Hudson is doing his amazing art. Please check out his Instagram, at Jordan underscore Hudson underscore art. His art is beautiful. And also check out our site, zombiedestroyers.com. I've posted some pages, some samples there. You can check them out. And just a quick Zombie Destroyer update. He is working on pencil, actually inking, 19 and 20 now. And the end is uh, near. We're reaching the 30-page mark. I can't believe. I mean, you were you were with me there from the beginning, Justin. Isn't it nuts that issue one is coming to an end very soon? Yeah, it's, it's uh, it, it felt when we, when you first announced it, I was like, man, like this is gonna take a while. But then <laughs> I was, it, it feels now like like holy crap, it went really fast. Yeah. So good job, Jordan Hudson. Cool guy. Um, hey, Jordan. 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm happy for you. I'm happy for Jordan. I'm, ha- you know, thanks, man. Continue following your dream. Hopefully, you know, something good happens out of this. So, yes, going. You know thanks, I mean? man. I appreciate it. You're next. I know you got some things in the works as well. Oh yeah, I got some ideas uh, next. being written down. So, yeah. Who knows? Could be under the Sunspots Comics Publishing House as well. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, <that'd> be <laughs> I'll be your manager. You know, I'll, I'll cut your fee down. Trust me, it'll be really low. All right, all right, 2%. You only get 2%. Whoa, 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 stop the clock. (laughs) (laughs) But also just a quick mention of our segment called Spotlighting. Uh, Thank you to everyone that's on standby. I do have people lined up for interviews, so thank you very much for hanging there. But we do have a segment on our podcast where I like to showcase, spotlight, upcoming, struggling comic book artists and creators like myself. Uh, So if you are a writer, an artist, a colorist, a letterer, it doesn't matter, just send a review copy of your work to me, chris at sunspotscomics.com, or of course message me on the social media at sunspotscomics. So I'm doing it myself and it's tough to get your work out there, so if you have something that you want to showcase and you want to show, let me know and I'll do our part here at Sunspots Comics to help you spread the word. So thank you very much for all of that and thank you for the people lined up. We'll get to you very, very soon. We're just working out some schedules. So let's go into some comic book news, Jables. What do you say? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do what we came here to do. <laughs> right. Well, I only have one article this week, and it is a comic book feel-good factoid freebie. <laughs> but I want to know what you think about this too, Justin. This comes from Newsarama.com, and it's saying here that Marvel to is going to be listing local comic book shops in its email campaign and its marketing using this geo-targeting technology. So what it ultimately means here in this article, which of course I'll share on all the social media, at Sunspots Comics, is that Marvel understands who their market is, they understand you know, demographically, geographically, who their people are, who their customers are, and they're going to find a way to sort of infuse and put in and have maps and notifications, etc., on all their sort of multi-media platforms, from Facebook and Instagram and all their everything, to uh, email lists, a way for people to find the stores that are near them, the comic book shop specifically, that are near them. So that's a first. In all the years I've uh, been reading comics since Dirt was made, they've never really partnered with local comic book shops to make sure people know where they are and find them. So this is a first. What do you think of that, Justin? What do you what do you say on that? It's, it's brilliant. Yelp for comic book stores. That's <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, I, I, you know, being a person who, uh, moves around, you know, um, I've had a hard time finding comic book shops. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, oh, there's one. And then you stop and then we've done it plenty of times. Um, so I I mean, whatever helps, you know what I mean? That's awesome. Right. Uh, like I said, Yelp for yeah for comic book shops. That's cool. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you think about how they're, they're like their footprint, right? Their digital footprint. If they're doing this on everything, we're going to find shops, right? I mean, there's so many things that yeah. are related to Marvel that we see related to internet and technology, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, Marvel's everywhere. Like, I can't go a minute without seeing a piece of Instagram or Twitter that Marvel posted. You know what I mean? So, right. especially, like, when something new comes out or when a trailer. So, I mean, having something like this, you know, it really opens the field up to, to get readership back up again and... Like I said, man, it's rare to find a comic book shop, and it's hard to find a comic book shop in your area. So, I mean, anything that gets the word out, that's that's awesome. I, I, I like it. Yeah, I agree, and it's like a bucket list thing for me. Sort of wherever I travel to, I have to find a comic book shop near me, so I think it's smart. <laughs> it's like, it's like instead of like, you know, oh, like, I got to get a souvenir for my wife everywhere I go. 
No, I got to find a comic book shop wherever. <laughs> right. And I have to look at it and help them out and buy something. That's just like yep. a, my, yep. my thing I do. But I'm glad. My only complaint is Marvel should have done this 25 years ago when the internet was created. Like, they would have – just think of what they would have built at this point, right? Like, now – I mean, it's so muddled with everything, right? There's just so much content. Everything's being thrown at us 24 hours a day. Will that just be not heard in the, the massive media multitude of, of things that are thrown at us? But if they would have started this a long time ago, they would have really built a strong foundation in partnership with comic book shops and it would be a much like there'd be a much better relationship because there's none now. There's really no there's zero, <laughs> so uh, or very little I, I must say. But I'm I'm excited. So that is my one comic book feel good factoid freebie that Marvel is trying to to bring that bond together to create a rainbow bridge between the the creators and the actual comic book shops where their stuff is sold. Makes sense, right? Yeah, that's cool. I mean, I mean, finally. Uh, I, I mean, finally. I guess I, I didn't know anything like this could be possible, but. Yeah, I mean, let's do it. <laughs> do it. Get your stop going, Dad. Let's go. Right. So here we go. Now on to my favorite part of the Sunspots Comics Podcast, which is my comic book reviews and recommendations. I guess our comic book reviews and recommendations, where I pick, where we pick our favorite comic books for New Comic Book Day, March 15th. And of course, semi-spoiler-ish alert. Ring the bell, Jables. <laughs> but really don't worry we won't spoil everything we'll leave the last few pages alone we're just going to cover some of the interesting points of the comic to really talk you in persuade you to getting yourself up going to a local comic book shop and buying these comic books so but just in case you have been warned spoiler semi spoilerish alert and if you want to see everything that I'm reading all of my favorite picks since way back to May of 2015 when this whole thing started just go to sunspotscomics.com just click on pull list and you'll see also that I'm reading 148 titles. Can you believe that, Justin? 148. Jeez, man. I, mean, I believe it because I know you're a mega nerd, so. <laughs> I don't know if anybody else will believe it. But. It comes out to 89,304 pages a month. It's crazy. Is that real math or did you just make that up? Yeah, I made that up. All statistics <laughs> are made up anyway. 83% of that statistic was true. but anyway just updated compacted the site i'm super proud of it so please just check and put your eyeballs on sunspotscomics.com from time to time so i have an artist winner and a cover artist winner i want you to tell me who you think yours is but i'll go with mine first i picked david rubin one and the same he was my artist winner of the week he did ether number five he was my cover artist of the week let's talk about his cover um right now i'm looking at it putting my eyes on it it's gorgeous right you have the main character boone sort of falling through and using some sort of magic spell to bust through the the head of this large like steampunk sort of robot magic imbued robot and there's just screws and nuts and bolts splitting all apart and it's like he imbued his feet with magic or something and he's sort of falling through the head of it i mean what did you think of that cover I mean, if you re- if you read the comic, it makes a lot of sense, but at the same time, it doesn't. But it, it's <laughs> insane. It, you know, when I read this, uh, I guess going into the art too, um, it reminded me a lot of Samurai Jack. It's funny that you bring that up. Yes, Samurai Jack was like a big thing when I was reading this. I, I didn't. I have to go back and read the first four because I only I jumped in to review it. You know, um, but uh, it, the art was amazing. The panel work was interesting. But you know what I mean? It was it was. It was hard to to grasp, and and, and yes. a lot of the art is just like beautifully colored, and and oh, 
Yeah, the coloring's ridiculous. It has this lived-in feel to it, very warm tones and colors. And I mean, such attention to detail. Like I said, is in the cover uh, from David Rubin. You just look at the nuts and bolts falling apart, how the robot's teeth all have like screws in it, and it's just intricately detailed and it's gorgeous. That's why he was easily David Rubin, my cover artist winner of the week. And the same with his interior art. It's just ridiculous. It's detailed. The coloring, I mean the coloring, right? Oh yeah. No, it was it was it felt dirty. You know what I mean? Yes. It's a hard Gritty. thing to do with comics. It felt dirty. But it, it, it again reminded me a lot of Samurai Jack. You know what I mean? It was fun art. It wasn't like crazy and like, you know, hard to look at, you know what I mean? It was it was really it was fun. And and when we get into the review of the comic book, it it, it was great visual storytelling. Yes. I mean, so we'll, we'll get into that later. But. Don't you think that alone with no dialogue, this almost tells a clear enough story for you to understand what's going on with no dialogue? Definitely. You know what I mean? But being a person who just jumped in randomly, so you I kind of needed it. But. Yeah, you definitely <laughs> did. But I like their attention to some of the panels that were full horizontal cuts because it really showed some of the distance between this yeah. one segment where yeah. him and this uh, past love interest, like it really shows the distance between them, you know, and he writes the art but, and draws beautiful art in between those panels. So it gave a great feeling of space. And, and I love that uh, the way his, his panel cuts were. Yeah, it was, it was, it was great art. I, I, there's no doubt about it. Um, if I, if I had to pick, yeah, uh, who's your uh, pick now? Best art and best cover uh, art winner this week. I, I agree with you on the cover yes. for, for ether, uh, ether five was beautiful. I mean yeah. the art too. I, it, for me, I think the reason why I'm picking Ryan Otley as my yeah. <laughs> it's just because it, it, it's reading Invincible. You know, he he's not in every issue. You know what I mean? He's not. He doesn't do the art for every single issue. Sort of off and on with Robert. Kirk, I don't. I don't know the relationship or whatever. If they're you know whatever. But um, it, it was just nice to have him back. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and and you can definitely tell when he's doing it because he he created these characters. You know what I mean? He's been the artist since the beginning. So. He knows, I don't know, the, the way the faces are. And so going back into – because he does most of the covers. Um, yep. Going going back to his art and seeing, you know, the Mark and, and Eve that I remember when I started reading this comic book, yeah. it, it's just – it's nice to see. I'm so, gl- I'm so glad he came back for however long he's going to be back until the series is over. So I, I think it's fitting – Yes. That it's going to end, he, he's doing the art. So I, I think that's why I picked it. It's just a nostalgic thing for me. So, but yeah. Yeah, and looking at it, Ryan Otley's art, I mean, he it, it's like he knows, you know, they all know that the end is near. So he just seems to be paying a little more attention to some of the details, right? Like they've kicked okay. it up a notch. And he does, he does gore better than I think anyone, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a scene where uh, the twin daughter of Thrag is sitting in this, this like, cave right with all the bones and these strange hooked like hooks to all the all the flesh and everything and there's body parts and eyeballs and he does gore better than anyone in the industry hands down yes sir and blood spattering and splurting (laughs) and it's just so like very um you know kill bill comes to mind just so squirty and crazy right it's just all over the place and unexpected because there's always that Ryan Otley style to be very clean and very chiseled and very nice, and, and then, then there's just boom. gore, yeah, just insane <laughs> level level ten gore, and you and it's hard to say like what the rating of this comic is, right? Because at times it feels very PG and then PG thirteen, and then it's like oh gosh R, like crazy gore and body parts. Yeah, it's um, it's definitely like a, it's it's a, I, I don't know how to explain it because I I, I wouldn't give this to 
my niece. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, 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 but I feel like I should because it, at the same time it's so cutesy – not cutesy, but like it's so – Warm and adorable and, and family. Like, yeah. yeah. And, and so and it just hits you like in the in the gut when something happens. So it, it – it's hard to hard to, to pinpoint who to give this to. You know what I mean? What the right <laughs> age. You know what I mean? So – I, 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 I say 13 and above. I think it, it's really like a almost PG-13 to R. So that's what I – that's just what okay. comes to me. Because also the, the the theme of it as well, right? Some very adult themes and relationships and – yeah. Know, so I think 13 and above, but invincible. So hats off to David Rubin, my favorite artist and cover artist. And uh, we both agree on David Rubin's cover art for Ether 5 and uh, Ryan Otley for being back and doing Invincible. So those are our special art mentions. So thank you very much for that beautiful art. And a quick breakdown. There were 24 comics this week. Thank you again, Justin, for reading them. <laughs> Appreciate yep, it. Yeah. 24. And the breakdown was the winners were, out of the 24, eight made it to the Great Ones recommendation list. And that's less than that 50%. But those eight were super good. And uh, I and also, new number ones, there was only two this week. And none of them made it to the Great Ones list. <laughs> so, Rare yeah, no, But what's weird is last three weeks in a row, I had like seven new number ones in each podcast. So... It was nice to only see just two to kind of slow it down a little bit, but those two didn't make it. But anyway, two new number ones came out. So let's get into it, Jables. Let's talk about the top comic book recommendations this week, the Great Ones list for New Comic Book Day, March 15th. I consider these the greatest of the Great Ones, and only the Great Ones make it to the Sunspots Comics recommendation list. So here we go, Jables. Let's get into the Great Eight. Why don't you start us out with coming in at number eight is Eclipse issue number five. What did you think of that? Um... It was uh, it was good. I mean, I it wasn't my favorite of this uh, of this I don't know this week. Uh, it it was it's getting to a point. I I, I really like the story that, that they're bringing to this. We met Zach, Zach Kaplan. You interviewed him. Yep. Um, really nice guy. Um, very intricate man. I, he, he's right. a brain works in a different way than most people so uh, it's a great description by the way definitely like there's little attention to details and things oh yeah yeah, uh, i this comic book has been um it's been building for me i i wouldn't say that i've been like completely interested in it but since it's beginning you know it's been interesting you know what i mean so it's it's kept me in there so far and I, i um i really like where it's going in the story and so i i don't know I'm, I'm just curious to see what's next you know what i mean so i'll i'll keep reading it and that's a sign of a good comic if you're interested in seeing what's next that's that's half the battle right there right yeah, yeah and and art by the way giovanni timpano gorgeous art i follow him on facebook just search giovanni timpano his work is beautiful. He does post a lot in Italian, so he can't read it unless you hit the translate button. But <laughs> I don't care. He posts his, his art, and it's it's gorgeous, right? Hashtag sun kills. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, Zach I think that. that's my favorite part is, is, is the sun. Anything in the sun, anyone, anytime somebody burns or anything, you know, it, it's it's really good art. I mean, that's probably my favorite art uh, in the comic is when somebody – I'm kind of waiting yes. for it. You know, right. So. Hashtag sun kills. This is a new arc also, so great time to jump on because you have Cielo again sort of getting death threats. She was the sort of primary arc in part one, but I think they're going to twist it. As you can tell, some things happening without spoiling everything. And Baxton, or right? I always am so bad with names. David Baxter. Baxter. He's uh, shown a little bit of a different light here, and I'm wondering if that's a thread they're going to go with because it's kind of interesting without spoiling, but... um. 
one one thing that's uh that sort of it reminded me of was it's sort of like the beginning of like a Jason Bourne type movie. You know what I mean? Because she's like, we should run away, and then all of a sudden, just like, oh, I gotta kick the crap out of some guys. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, it reminded me like like the beginning of I don't know James Bondish, Jason Bourne, Matt Damon, awesome fight scene movie. So I thought yeah. that was that. I'd say that's sort of the theme of this arc jumping off is just kind of this. Uh... This espionage, just right, this intrigue, this um, conspiracy of the government, right? Like that's, that's what yeah. kind of seems to be where they're going with it. But I'm definitely interested. Want to see where it goes? So, Eclipse number eight, uh, Eclipse issue number five was our number eight pick of the week. So going into number seven, I, I really want to know what you thought of our, my number seven pick because uh, you read this too. But it's Spook House issue number three. This is from Albatross Publishing. This is by Eric Powell, who does Goon, which I love. Also from Jake Smith and Alley Cat. They he actually gave, uh, there's three stories in this, three little separate spooky stories, kind of in all ages. You'd agree this is all ages, right? Like, anyone uh, can read. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> depends on the age, because the art is pretty, it's pretty intense at points. <laughs> yeah. But that's how Eric Powell's comics always are, you know what I mean? So it's, it was, uh, it was cool. You know, I, this probably got um, the lowest rating for me out of the ones you gave me. But uh, as as a writer... I thought it was a really interesting and awesome concept to have. You know what I mean? Right. Um, you can do this forever. You know yes, what I mean? You forever. Can scary stories like that forever. And um, I don't know how. Um, um, I don't know how how long he's gonna do this because it's like three little stories in each one. You know? Yeah. So I, I I would say you know make a longer story for every issue. You know what I mean? So we'll see how long he he, keep, he keeps that going. But Eric Powell is. Such an uh, such a out there dude. Yeah, I've never met the guy. I don't know if you met the guy, but this guy's got a crazy imagination. So yeah, no, he lives in the deep south. Rarely comes out of the deep south. Um, <laughs> you can follow him on everything too, Eric Powell. But um, I thought that uh, in past issues of this. It hasn't really been top pick because uh, the three stories weren't all strong. I felt like the three stories were all equally strong here. Like the first one, I love the little kid riding his bike. I mean, it felt very like 80s <laughs> Goonies, right? He, that he, he was told by an old man to whistle as he rides his bike by a, a cemetery because then the spirits won't follow you. Definite foreshadowing, right? Yeah. And then, you know, the kid's bullied and the janitor guy that gave him this advice to whistle you know, while he passes a cemetery is the guy that sort of tells him, you know, that karma will find these bullies that cause <laughs> they, they did when I was and back in my day when I was bullied. And so it's just, it's just spooky Scooby-Doo kind of fun. Right. Yeah. That, it reminded me of like a, I don't know, like a, like a cartoon network show. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, Oh, can you like imagine if this was animated? You, like, yeah, he, he, he could totally sell that. You know what I mean? Like it's like, goosebumps meets i don't know cartoon network like you know like now you know right. what i mean i i feel like this is such a it's a great idea i yes. can tell you that it's a great concept and he's executing it well um it's it's genius i'm not gonna lie like it I, is. i'm surprised yeah it's like i'm talking you into it i know it was your lowest of the ratings but now i feel like you're coming to the dark side a little the spooky side and you're, you're coming oh, no, I, your... I liked it don't get me wrong it was just um it was just there was so much better this week, you know what I mean? Like it was yeah, just like I, I it, it kind of lost me as far as like all the rest that I was reading because everything was so good this week. So yeah, but I mean, the second story with the kid that made the ugliest hat in the world, like he, it, it's just <laughs> that I like. That was my favorite one out of the. Three. Is your favorite one? That was my favorite one. 
So this yeah, little kid makes this like red hat, right, with like flash wings on it, right? The little yeah. like the wings are Captain America, little yeah, white wings. Yeah. And the fox, and fox tail. tail hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> and he's got this red hat. It's got just a star on it, right? And even his parents don't want him to wear it. Don't want him to wear it. Like everyone in school knows him for wearing this ugly hat. And when he takes it off, it's like you end up kind of seeing that the hat was magical, like that <laughs> in a way because they don't recognize <laughs> Nobody him. Yeah, no one recognizes him without the hat, even his own parents. And then there's this crazy spooky <laughs> spider without saying anything more that sort of observed all yeah. of this and intervenes. <laughs> and I thought yeah. that was the crazy. If this were animated, it would be amazing, right? Because the art that, is that, just... was, that was my favorite one. The spider was so creepy looking. Right. And I, I me, I'm afraid of spiders. So yes. it, it was insane to watch and to read, I guess. And, and yeah, so it was, it was just nuts. I, I was out there. And when the spider's wearing the hat, I just thought that's ridiculous <laughs> and hilarious at the same time. And that's why it was a, a pick for me. But, you know, number seven, Spook House, number three, get it. It's from Albatross Funny Books, so it's a little more rare and hard to find. But if you need to, you can find it digitally out there. But get Spook House. It's only on issue number three. So coming up next is uh, on number six on our countdown is I Hate Fairyland. I'm already laughing just thinking of the title. But, uh,. <laughs> This is like, again, uh, from Scotty Young, who does the art, and beautiful coloring by Jean-Francois Bellieu. And this is issue number 11, and it's starting a new arc here, but I love that Gert goes to Comic-Con, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she goes to, like, Fairy Fantasyland Con. I forgot what the actual name of the con was, but she says that here. But, uh, oh, it's a Dungeon Fest Expo Con. <laughs> <laughs> and I it's thought, like, a, like, like, sounds fair. Yeah, like a Renaissance Fair slash Comic-Con, and I just, it's so beautifully colored, right? And and he lives in this world where our main character, Gertie, is just disgusted by living in Fairyland, fairyland and wants to yeah. destroy it. This is this is one that I um I was, like, almost hesitant to read because I wanted to go back. Yeah. Um, I remember you telling me, so I, I sort of, I sort of skimmed this one kind of fast because I want to go back. Mm -hmm. um, but I remember... The things that did stand out to me was just vibrant, vibrant colors. <laughs> yes. Great art. And um, I'm not too familiar with the storyline yet because I still have to read whatever's going on. But um, it was just it's a, it's a, it's a funny, weird thing going out. It's, yes. it's hard to hard to grasp. <laughs> That's pretty much a good describer of it. It's a funny, weird, uh, hard to grasp. But ultimately, yeah. it's this little this girl Gert who's trapped in a child's body and is really like thirty or forty years old. But she's trapped in a girl's body who hates this place. And everyone she comes across, she tries to murder in a fun and unique axe-wielding um, bazooka RPG style. I mean, and then they've added some – a little bit of, of interest. Of course, everything that she destroys has personality. But even the bombs she's using – and there's like – she's holding this like bushel of, of those kind of old Warner Brother cartoon-style black bombs with the fuse. Yeah. And they're talking to each other like, do you think we're going to make it through this, Carl? As she's lighting the fuse on the top of their head. And, and they all have names. They're like, no, Jenny, we won't. But know that I've always loved you. <laughs> it's like, and they're bombs, you know, that, that are meant to be, yeah. you know, they're fused to be lit and they thrown. Reminded me of, uh, that reminded me of like Roger Rabbit, the bullets, yes. remember? Absolutely. Roger, Roger Rabbit, it's the same sort of deal, but like, <laughs> that's funny. That's a great comparison because it has that adult edge to this like Roger Rabbit does. And, oh, you know, yeah. and and yeah and and very vibrant and very warner brothers tune style but taken up to like level 10 in the violence but uh, i love that she's a fan uh of this gwag the barbarian which is very much like an older version of herself <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Gwag the barbarian. It's this and female she barbarian. She has the poster. She's like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. And she's just fanboying out here. And it's yeah. great to see her sort of love something. But it also has that undertone of uh, don't meet your heroes, right? Because it, uh, yeah. it doesn't go yeah. so well. <laughs> but it's hilarious. It's over-the-top violent and gory. And again, you think it would be for kids. Uh, but it's not. It's fluff and flargan not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she swears not. in it constantly, just because of the over-the-top gore. Definitely like a, you know, a more of adult humor yeah. in it as well. But man, I love this, and it's consistently just makes me laugh out loud. And I laughed at least seven to eleven times, at least. <laughs> so I hate Fairyland number eleven. Scotty Young, doing it right. But coming up next is one of your favorites and mine, of course, too. Number five on the countdown was Heathen, issue number two. And this is a unique indie press as well. It's Vault Comics. And this is uh, the artist, which I follow on, on Instagram, Natasha Altaceri. You can just search her name, Altaceri. That's A-L-T-E-R-I-C-I. She does the writing and the art. She does the whole thing. And uh, what did you think of Heathen, issue number... You read them both, right? One and two? Yeah, I, I read one and two. Um, I read them back to back. And it, it, it's, it's really... Uh, I, I'm kind of glad I did. Because it, it was... It's a, it's an interesting story, and I, I think again I, I I'm curious to see where it goes. Um, yes, it, it was just a lot of groundwork to a great world that could you know develop to be this great story. You know what I mean? So I, I'm excited to see where they're gonna go. Um, I, I I'm a I'm a sucker for Vikings and Norse yes. mythology. So. It, it was it was cool to see. Also, I remember telling you this when I was reading it. I was you know there's there's some metaphors in there for like gay gay rights or like you know yes. gay marriage. It's 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 a it's sort of a metaphor. You you told me that the artist or whoever the writer was openly gay, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh well, that that makes sense then. Like you know what I mean? It, it's sort of like um not like blatantly obvious. You know, it's like it's like an undertone, like a right. metaphor. You know what I mean? Because that's yeah. sort of what she's going. You know, she's in trouble for. She's you know being a lesbian and, and all that kind of stuff. It was kind of a cool thing to to see. You know what I mean? Like I, you don't see that a lot in comic yeah. books. And so I, I thought that was interesting. And, and you know, she's going to save this this uh, Valkyrie. You know, right. which again, va- like Valkyries. Like oh my god, <laughs> they got you. Uh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. It was just it was fun to read. Um, interesting art. It, it wasn't. Yes. Uh, crazy good but it was just you know it was so different you, you told yes. me that you really like what was your thought on the art yeah minimalist style right even minimal coloring uh, yeah. there were some scratchy sort of unfinished lines but uh, like i was telling you sometimes when I, I read so many comics that when something looks a little different off the beaten path then it catches my eye and it just felt different and looked different there's a whole sequence at the beginning with the with the talking wolf gods yeah the two wolves right and they're contemplating eating her horse saga which is like this talking horse yeah and I just love their banter back and forth. It's like they're very different personalities in those two wolves, right? Yeah. But I also think that, like, you, I mean, it's centered around, you know, our main character that uh, you don't really know if she's lesbian, right? She just kissed a girl, and they, and they gave her the choice of being married or being killed. And this sort of shows a little surprise in the origin of it because you think that everyone is very much on this, uh, in agreement as the two rules that if you, you know, kiss someone of the same sex... Um, but uh, there's a character in this that surprises you, right? That, that, uh, and her origin that really surprised me because um, you know she doesn't have like the sort of traditional mother father situation, right? They talk about yeah. where she was born and how that's important. And I thought that I, was I got some, I got some theories brewing up, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say them. Right. But I think she, you know, 
in a way, I think she's not who she thinks she is. You know what I mean? I think she's a higher caliber of person. I'm not going to give it away, but um, okay. I right. think they're, they're going somewhere that I think is going to be really awesome. And I'm, I'm just excited to see where this, this develops. Like I said, the world is just so interesting yeah. that I'm sucked in. You know what I mean? It, it, was, it was good. And then she's on, you know, the character, main character, Adis, is just on this road trip by herself with wanting <laughs> to fulfill this, you know, the, the freeing of this Valkyrie on the top of this flaming mountain, right? I mean, how much more fun is that? Just the fantasy element. I mean, I just fully loved it. I thought it was amazing. I want to read more of this. It's kind of difficult to find out there because it's Vault Press. But it's worth it, right? Go find it. Heathen issue number two is our number five pick of the week. And I mean, there's only two issues. You know what I mean? You can read them back to back. Buy both. They're both really good um, uh, together. So, I mean, check it out. Yes, please check it out. Heathen. And coming in number four is from Image Comics, Kill or Be Killed, number seven. This is from the amazing team, Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips, and with Elizabeth Breitweiser on colors. So this was one of your top favorites. I'll let you lead off. What did you think of this? Oh man, um, as as somebody who's aspiring to be a writer, the, having a character piece like this is something that you really strive for when, when you're when you're trying to make, I don't know, a script or whatever. You know, you, you want your characters to, I don't know, become real. You know what I mean? And so yeah. reading this one, it's all about a side character that, yes. who I, I I don't really know. I, I'm I'm a couple issues behind. I think I'm on issue four, and this is what seven. Yes. Um. So, I, I it was it, it was a little confusing to me to see what's going on because I didn't you know what, what know what happened. But um, it just just from a, a standpoint as a writer to see character development so good like this. Yeah. It, it just it was just it, it was spellbinding. I was I was captivated. You know, I was really cared for this character such a short amount of time that I was just you know I, I was so I don't know like shocked you know yeah. what i mean like it was, I, I don't know any other word it was just it was really good uh, character, character development. development yeah i mean that's really what at its core it was right because our main character dylan who is like been told by a demon that he needs to kill people or they will kill yeah. him uh is kind of put aside as we see the the this amazing background on the character kira which is like his best friend who he's fallen for and has love interest for but then she had a boyfriend and they kind of he cheated on her with that's the sort of background on her you know she yeah. cheated on her boyfriend to kind of be with Dylan and they have a complicated uh, modern day right 20 uh, something year old re- issued relationship but this is just a in-depth character yeah. development piece right showing her background her family background going back to like World War one and where her family came from and this book of the dead that they reference with all of her relatives that are all dead in it like yeah just I thought a, that was- like really uh creative ways of like storytelling too it's just it was just i've never seen anything like that where it's just pictures and then like they have you know narration on the side and so i thought that was cool and and you see like the what the characters are going through as the pictures sort of change you know what i mean and the last sort of picture she shows you is of her with her family and you can tell she's like she's the only person i wrote it down actually i uh she's the only person that's not hiding what she really feels you know what i mean she's not she's not um i don't know she's not pretending you know what i mean i think that's what i wrote down but 
But she's also it, complicated it just... in her way that she's dealt with Dylan. Like she's kind of back and forth with him and keeping him, you know, uh, around. But she doesn't want to like break up with her boyfriend. Like it's that complicated relationship thing going on with like someone that's your friend that you have feelings for, but yet you have a boyfriend. It's just... but then like to talk about like how her father was just so punk rock, right? And he was like he was like um like an old style. I don't know, like drifter rocker. You it know looks what like I mean? Paul like, Rudd. Didn't they just seem yeah. to draw him like Paul Rudd? <laughs> I love Paul Rudd. So yeah, the uh, the art. I don't know if you remember that movie, Scanner Darkly, with Keanu yes. Reeves. It reminds me a lot of that. And I mean, uh, I, don't, I don't know how to take that as far as like a movie goes, but for comic books, it works. You know what I mean? Yeah. It works so beautifully. Um, great story. Great visual storytelling as well. Yes. There's a scene where she's in the closet. Remember this? And and yeah. She's, she, you know, listening to, you know, something. And then, um, like, the whole panel goes black except for her sitting there. Yeah. And, like, another, like, sort of, you know, in a movie, it'd be a blink-and-you-miss-it type scene. You know what I mean? But it's it's another sort of, like, just very intricate, like, detailed metaphor, you know what I mean, for, like, how she's really feeling. And they didn't need any words to describe that. You know what I mean? No words were needed in that panel. And they sold got... it with the emotions on the faces, big time, right? Exactly. The art is like yeah. so realistic, and all the emotions sell it, right? Yeah, you just you just know, and, and like it, it, it goes to tell great art and great storytelling. Yeah, you know, come together, come to, together. To, you know, to to make something like this. You know, it's just it's it's a great book. I'm excited to see where it's gonna go. Yeah, I mean, I, I probably would have been higher on the ranking for me if it had a nod to Dylan, because where we left off him <laughs> last yeah. issue, I'm like, well, okay. But, uh, you know, they put it on pause for this very in-depth you know, description and, and family history and the mother, right? The mom and daughter issues, like the issue she has yeah. with her mom, like in the hospital. Like it's you go, very realistic. You go back and forth from like liking people and not liking people in this, yeah. in this, in this issue. You're like, you really don't like the mom for like a split second right. and you flip the page and you're like, oh, like she's not that bad. Yeah. And then you're just, you know, you just go back and forth, mixed emotions. And that's exactly how she feels. Yeah. You know what I mean? She gets you to feel like that. That's how that's how the character feels. And it just builds that character development. And you know what I mean? It, yeah. Ed Brubaker, great writer. I, I have to check out some of his other work. But he's he's This issue was amazing. I, I love this one. Yeah, he's top notch. Been doing it in the biz for a long time. So, yeah, definite. Uh, Killer Be Killed, issue number seven. This feels like a, a, a standalone. You don't really have to read the, the past to know this because it's just this development of this main character. But... Issue number seven, phenomenal. But here we go now, breaking into the top three. So our top three on the countdown, coming in at number three from Image Comics, Invincible. Issue number 134, of course, written by the master, Robert Kirkman, and art by your artist pick winner, Ryan Otley. So start with this, man. Tell me, you had to go back a little into the 20s. What did you think of this particular issue? I, um, man, this was... It was great. I, I, again, it's the nostalgia thing for me. I, this is like almost like one of my childhood, um, like one of my childhood comic books. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it, it, so when they go back into the suits, I was so freaking. <laughs> I, I, I was ecstatic. I love you know, that I, that they went back to their original suits because it's been so I, long since they've been in their original yeah, suits. I literally in my notes I wrote that down. I was like, oh, like finally, <laughs> like Jesus. And so yeah, it was it was it was nice to see. I I, I liked it a lot. Right. Uh, as far as storytelling goes, uh, this issue was sort of a slow one. Well, nothing, not a lot happening. Um, it's sort of like the rallying the troops before the the build up. You know, it's 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 getting there. And so to see, I don't know, just to see 
all the characters getting ready for something big is sort of like like melting the heart. You know what I mean? Like yeah. There's this final day with Tara that they have before they leave, and it's just uh, like heartbreaking. I love and, when and, they do and, that. I love when they do that little montage scene, the little family montage scenes. I love it. Yeah, also, it, um, th- there's the there's a part that I wrote it down also in my notes it, that where um they talk about how Tara saw they saw um you know her uncle and yeah the, the, being killed violent, by Jack. yeah yeah the very violent scene where her dad killed somebody you know what I mean and she saw all this and what I liked as far as the comic book goes because you don't see this a lot is is that she's actually like genuinely affected by it you yeah. know what I mean. And it's gone multiple issues to where she's actually still affected by it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, you know, you, you don't see that a lot in comic books because, like, you know, everyone's a superhero. You know what I mean? They kind of get yeah. over it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You, you know, the only time I remember hearing anything like this, I mean, as far as, like, a, um, a character goes, is, like, when Gwen Stacy died. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I like that they, they put that aspect, that she's actually affected by this, seeing this. And it was just adds to more character development again another i'm gonna say it again but it was just it was it was uh, it's just hard for me to not like this book know. you know what i mean well family so, family to me is always the undertone of this uh, of this series from the beginning right it's about family it's about omni-man and, and it's about you know the, the our main character invincible and this uh, opening sequence, though, with Thrag uh, talking to his uh, one of his daughters, because he has so many, because they were born of that that strange uh, locust planet. Remember? Yeah. So they're half... the same Oliver was born into. Yeah, the half locust, half Viltrumite, and he, you know, he doesn't care about all his children because he has like hundreds and hundreds. But there's this quiet moment where she's sitting in the cave because her brother was just killed. And you, did you remember the one scene? This grabbed it for me. When Thrag was sitting there trying to convince this daughter that she does mean something to him, but she's he's reaching in to open her head like a cantaloupe. Do you remember that? Yeah, he was going to kill her. He I was, was like, what? Just, he was going to open the brain wide open like, like he's spreading a watermelon. And then he sort of changes his mind. And like, okay, you see this sort of softer side of him. And he thinks, okay, maybe she's not flawed because she's one of my many minions children. But I thought, man, that also developed Thrag a little bit there. Maybe family is important to him. Maybe a foreshadowing moment. Yeah, it, um, it's interesting to see where it's going to go. Uh, just because I, I hate this guy. You know what yeah, I mean? right? <laughs> developed a good bad guy. Something, something like this where he actually kind of, he doesn't, he, he breaks down a little bit. You know what I mean? And to see that, it, it's very interesting. Um just because you know you don't like this guy, and I think what yes. what makes Invincible really good is is all the villains have been really good. Um, yes. All the villains have genuinely either made you think about why you don't like them, or you just can't stand them. You know yes. what I mean? Thrag has been here for a long time, I mean, like I just hate the guy. You know what I mean? But to see something like that just really builds upon the character and and, and makes you kind of rethink what's going on and, and, and how he is, you know what I mean? So yeah. going forward, cause now they're going to go try to kill this guy going forward, <laughs> you know, we'll see what happens. You know what I mean? It, it, yeah. It's going to be like an all out war. So what's, what's he going to do? What's Mark going to do? All that kind of stuff. So we'll just, we'll see. Well, Robert Kirkman, right? The master of creating villains. We hate Negan, the governor thrag. Here we go. It's all on that list of just, enemies villains that you want to see destroyed in a ryan otley style of way right 
<laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's why it's my number three. It was amazing. And like I said, uh, two of number 12. 12 is the end forever. So yep. get this. It makes me sad. I know. Yeah, very sad. Now, coming in number two is God Country. Issue number three in God Country is from Image Comics. This is from creator uh, and writer Donnie Cates and art by Jeff Shaw. And you love this, right? You were you were like, um, you're your number one yeah. pick, right? Yeah, because, um, again, because I read one through, this is number three, yes. Three. So I read one through three, like, super fast. I, I, I blazed through these because it was just, uh, it was amazing. I couldn't put it down. Yeah. And so just to just to see, I don't know, such an interesting story put to a comic book, it's it's crazy. I don't right. know if you remember, um, it was it Star, Starlight? Um, yes, the old yes, man that goes to that other country, uh, other planet. Yes. Um, this reminded me a lot of that. And, and it, it was just such a great concept to, to put, you know. Right. Put into a comic. It was just—it was so fun to, to read. Give me um, the gist of what your concept is of this. What do you, how, what do you see the gist, the concept? Give it to me. Well, I put it as—I don't know—it's sort of like a, a a Norse mythology type thing again, um, but also like a deeply rooted sort of family story. Right. That's—it's hard to explain because it's like it's so <laughs> much mishmashed into like a big, you know, soup pan that is a comic book so um it was like i'd say i don't know like a fantasy sci-fi thor comic almost. yes to me I mean, that's the best describer is the mighty thor right it's jane yeah. foster uh she finds the mjolnir and she has cancer and dying this is the grandpa with alzheimer's yeah. with going you know see now and he gets yeah the sword looks so cool too and this right? issue was phenomenal because they they the um the the, the god's brother yeah. Is sent after um, what's his name Emmett I think his name is mm-hmm. uh, Grandpa Grandpa Emmett <laughs> yeah and so um, he sent after and he like there's this big huge legion of like zombies right. outside this house in like the middle of nowhere and like nobody's around so nobody sees it but like Emmett is like oh crap and like just start mowing down these right. things it was just so freaking fun and to read didn't didn't the, the sword uh, Halifax remind you of like um. Like Devils May Cry or uh, Gods of War, yeah. how it yeah. like if the sword is eighteen feet long or something, and then it just gets <laughs> yeah. longer, like in a in kind of a like a whipping lightsaber kind of feel. Yeah, yeah. It, oh man, it was just so fun to to see like him taking out all these things, and then like another fun aspect was introduced where the the sword can actually control all blades. Yes, and it it throws all the blades at the house because they're they're getting into the house to the family, and like I I loved the there was a lawnmower. In the in like it was controlling the lawnmower. Yes. It was controlling like some garden clippers. It was just it was fun to read. It, right. it was just a great issue. I, action packed. You know, as far as like a lot of these comic books that you that you've sort of picked this week are are great storytelling. This was the only one that I really had amazing action. You know what yeah. I mean? And it was just so awesome to see. This is the action winner of the week for sure, hands down. I, but at its heart, though, for me, where it kind of got me emotionally was that grandfather. Gra- maybe it's also because I just recently became a grandpa and uh, yeah. you, you an uncle. But uh, <laughs> it, it just uh, was at, it, at its core, this, this quiet moment, right, of the grandfather that has a moment of clarity holding Halifax, Halifax. Yeah. Where he's himself and remembers things and he's kind and where he's just just mean, crotchety, Alzheimer's, uh, you know, senile old man that that everyone has like a 
difficult time dealing with. But when he has Valifax, he's, you know, a, a whole person. Yeah, love it. Yeah. And I, I love the scene between the son and him. It was it was yes. a great scene to, to sort of um, add some character again. Um, that just, you know, grounded these characters, made them, yeah. made, them, made them seem real. You know what I mean? This is a conversation like me and you would have. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I love that where he goes, your mother hugged you too much. Like <laughs> that's a great well, line. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, again, I, I think I'm more, ha- I'm more excited to see what's going to happen with the family yeah. more than what's going to happen with the God. You know what I mean? Like, because they added some, some great storytelling aspects to that. You know, it was just, it made you really feel for these people. And so I think I'm, I'm, I think I'm more excited for that than I am the whole fight between the gods. So, yeah. Because of the real stakes, because the real family stakes here, right? You're invested now. We yeah. we care for this little, this tight little niche family. It's in the Midwest here somewhere, middle yeah. of nowhere, where all this madness is going on because they they live on all this acreage and nobody sees anything happening. Yeah. But, but you're invested, and man, the bad guys and the zombies and that weird uh, brother of the god guy, visually stunning, right? Great art. It, it, I loved how the house was the only thing in, in light, and yeah. then like everything else was just like dark around it. It was right. so cool to see. It and was the, really interesting. And looking. that glow um, of Halifax is like that, the, yeah. like Thor's Rainbow Bridge. It's just this this amazing <laughs> spectrum of light around Valifax. Yeah, I love that. It, yeah, that the sword could talk too. I think that's that's just funny. Yeah, that's just awesome, right? And the granddaughter <laughs> has a little wooden sword that you know that she like wants to be like her grandpa. Uh, yeah, so heartwarming. Definitely, uh, almost felt like a tie for one and two for me. But here we go now. The number oh, yeah. one pick of the week. Here we go for March fifteenth. New comic book day. Uh, which I thought uh, again, as as God Country, glorious art. My is uh, from Dark Horse Comics, Ether issue number five. And I tell you, art cover winner for me. We both agreed on that. And for me, it was the artist winner of the week. Like you said, it feels gritty, dirty, grimy. Uh, a lot of um spectral uh, and a lot of uh almost like that um Jason Sean Alexander uh, way of using the copper Speckle brush, art. speckly art everywhere, speckly ink yeah. splattering. And uh, this is just great. I mean, I think uh, did this make sense at least to you picking up here from number five? I, I got it for the most part. It, it, I, from what I got, is he sort of discovered this new dimension, and he he is exploring it. You know what I mean? I, I didn't get the major plot points towards the end though, because that, that was a little bit harder to. I need to read back to to understand that. But um, I I almost didn't need anything just because of the visual storytelling. Yeah. Uh, that's you know. I've said a lot of things that keep reoccurring in this episode. Visual storytelling, visual storytelling, yes. and character development. Um, man, it, it was just the the scene we talked about this earlier. The scene where he's uh, meets his his old love interest, his old yeah. wife, mm-hmm. and they show like the past issue, the past you know where he's leaving to go to this this new realm, and it just like hits you, and yeah. it's just like oh, like man. Like he left his family like yeah. multiple times, and then he describes as to why he um he's been gone. It's because one week in this other dimension is like a year, right. so he could be gone for multiple years to these people. So it, it was just crazy to read. I you, you might have to go deeper into this because I I to me I think I only got the surface. You know what I mean? I only got the surface. I need to yeah. get deeper. I'm gonna go back and read most of them. So. You really should. You really yeah. really should because. They've been uh, they've been slowly kind of touching upon this thread of his of his past uh, love interest here, who you just you know she's not in sort of modern day, so you wonder what happened. And there was some storytelling in the past, that maybe kind of making you believe she was she didn't make it, you know. So 
um, to kind of see she's still alive and showing that their relationship was very complicated and that he ultimately chose the ether and that world over having a relationship and really treating her right. And he was kind of with that conflict of science. You know, he's on this amazing discovery, which he believes could solve the earth's problems and cure all the diseases we have. I mean, he, he had to choose between the love of his life and this amazing, you know, ether world and uh, sad in some ways. It made me a little sad and affected me emotionally. That's why it was my number one pick. I'm like, man. Yeah. And those those long sequences of just the vertical, um, complete vertical cuts of him and the love interest on the other side really showing that awkward distance between them, it was a little heartbreaking. That's another sort of metaphor type thing, you know, that they put in to, to, to build on the aspect that, you know, there's a deeper story. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not just what's what's going on with him in this other dimension. It, it he left his family for this, you yeah. know what I mean? Like it makes it more, I don't know, more real. You know yeah. what I mean? When someone, I, 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 it's kind of funny to bring this up, La La Land, yeah. where people give up their dreams to be, you know what I mean? Stuff yeah. like that. It was, <laughs> it was cool to see. You know what I mean? It was, it was very interesting, and and it adds that flavor to 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 build a more interesting story. And the, you know, and so. the character Boone is kooky, right? I love the scene yeah. where he's trying to sell that weird gold medallion that's from another yeah. another dimension. Where he said, you know, he's like the the pawn shop owner's like, oh, I'm just gonna melt this down. He's like, don't melt it down. Here, <laughs> yeah, no. Trust me, great. don't. But he goes from like very angry to very like silly and funny in one turn. Like he's kind of a little schizo, you know, like a little. Yep. But I love that because he's like you never know what to expect with Dune Boone. He's just this strange science-focused man that spent like most of his life trying to understand this world of ether. And there's this monster on his trail. That's ultimately what, kind of what it comes down to, right? This steampunk iron beast that's that's chasing him. But uh, that's all we can really say. Otherwise, we're gonna spoil the ending. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's a it's a very it's a very good book. I'm gonna go back and read it. Yeah, I definitely do. And that relationship with this woman is complicated and it's awkward. Love, I love awkward scenes, you know. And uh, it's just, it's very intense uh, in that regard, but very otherworldly and gorgeous art. And it's just a whole package. That's why it was easily, easily my number one pick of the week. It's just uh, hats off to David Rubin. Amazing art. And uh, I'm, I'm all in. I got to see where this goes. It's kind of a, a, a new kind of jump in fresh arc moment. But this is also by Matt Kent. I have to say uh just doing it so well but uh yeah well there you go man there's our there's all eight what do you think yeah it was it was fun uh i'm definitely i think i'm gonna be doing this a lot more because i you got me hooked on some comics that i didn't know i'd be hooked on so yeah i'm gonna be reading a little bit more that's my master so. plan that's why i do this podcast is to share my love of those particular comics out there maybe you're not reading and you just want someone uh, to tell you what to read this is the stuff to read read it <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, man, they're so good. And uh, there you have it, folks. Those are all of our recommendations for New Comic Book Day, March 15th. And please go to a local comic book shop and buy these all immediately. Tell them Chris and Justin from Sunspots Comics sent you. Right? They'll look at you weird. But so what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you have any questions, comments, you want a personal comic book recommendation from either one of us, email uh, me, Chris, at sunspotscomics.com or Justin at sunspotscomics.com. And if we choose your email and discuss it on a future podcast, we'll send you a little free comic book prize. I've got a couple lined up, and you know who you are. And uh, also, just join our newsletter on sunspotscomics.com slash contact. And please tune in next week for podcast issue number 99, where I'm reading 19 comic books for March 22nd, with five new number ones coming out. So I'm going to give you the list, Justin. You gonna think you're going to join me again? Yeah, I'm down. I'm in. 
that'd be fun. You should do it definitely more often. Thank you again for for being here with me. But a little quick glimpse on what's coming up next week that I will be reading: Birthright number twenty-three, Black Hammer number seven, Black Road number eight. Uh, just to mention a few: Curse Words number three. That's still been good. Darth Maul, the number one selling comic of February. Uh, Darth Maul number two is finally coming. It's been a little while, but it's finally back. You got Flash, Fool Killer, Invincible Iron Man, and Jim Henson's Power of the Dark Crystal number two, which was my number one pick of the week coming uh, next week. So I'm really excited about Jim Henson's The Power of the Dark Crystal issue number two. But that's just a little teeny glimpse into what's coming next week. So please tune in and subscribe to our podcast so you'll never miss anything. You never have to worry about it. But thank you again, Justin, for joining me. Thank you, Jables. Thanks for having me. Thanks again for you, the listener, for, for coming along and listening to us. We really appreciate it. If you want to do a little something back to help us here at Sunspots Comics, just go to iTunes, give us a positive review and five stars. It really personally helps us, and we'll thank you and read it on a future podcast. So thank you so much, and uh, we'll leave you with these final words, of course, from my spiritual advisor, mentor, sensei, Sifu Bruce Lee. Be water, my friends. recording okay so give me a test one two three test one two three test one two three <clears throat> all right so i'm going to the itinerary now and you ready yep <clears throat> okay here we go and